What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the DE Podcast. I am here today with Akin Ridge, and today we're going to be bringing you guys some more NBA news. Yeah, so we have some small NBA things, and later on we'll move into some of our predictions for next season. So definitely, let's just jump right into it with our first um, trade, which was Lori Markkinen, who used to play for the Bulls, was traded in a three-team deal where Lori went to the Cavs, Larry Nance Jr. from the Cavs went to the Blazers, and Portland traded Derek Jones Jr. and a 2022 first-round pick to Chicago. So Cleveland is now signing Markkinen to a four-year, $67 million contract. And so I guess, Daniel, what are your thoughts on this trade? I mean, the, he's not that great on defense. He's probably brought in for shooting, but he's, he's a big man. Like, the Cavs can't really all have, like, big men. It's something similar to what the Raptors have now with only forwards on their team. They need to acquire guard, like, Probably something like um, T.J. McCollum, who can support a young guard that they do have by like Colin Sexton. So it can be like a balanced lineup. It's like Sexton, McCollum, Markinen, and then um, and um, Yvonne Mobley. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a bad trade um, because they do need some shooting there. But it would be cool if they got like a, like a shooting guard in there as well. Yeah, I'm kind of confused, like, what they're really doing because their lineup or some of their players on their lineup, it's kind of like how you said the Raptors have so many bigs. Cleveland also has so, they have Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Kevin Love, and Laurie Markkinen. And, like, you would think that all four of those guys, like, they could probably – well, maybe not Markkinen compared for last season, but those other three guys could probably start on an NBA team. So, like, I don't know what they're doing. Like, I'm assuming they're probably going to try and trade Kevin Love away. But this Jared Allen, Evan Mobley thing still is kind of confusing. And Laurie Markkinen just coming in. I think just it's weird because they also signed him to a big contract. Like, four years, $67 million is not, like, a small amount. So, I don't really know. It's just really confusing. Um, but on the other side, at least I think Larry Nance to Portland is a good thing for the Blazers because they get a good defensive big who can also actually shoot the three pretty well. And Portland obviously wants to strengthen his defense. They definitely have enough offense with McCollum, Dame, and Yusuf Nurkic. So defense is really what they need. And so I think that was a good move for them. And then the Bulls, I mean, Derek Jones Jr. is a solid player. He's going to be a good wing. But I think they should have tried to trade for Larry Nance Jr. instead. Because, obviously, Thaddeus Young uh, left the Bulls in the past season. And he was, like, a really good power forward who could shoot and do it all. And Larry Nance Jr. would have just come in and replaced them. So, I mean, I don't think it's a bad trade for anybody. But it's definitely, like, a weird trade. Yeah, like, when you look at his stats, like, his, his average is, like, 15 and a half points for his career. Last year, he averaged 13.6 points. Um, rebounding, he actually didn't do too bad. I mean, his, his average in his whole career was just about four years, which is seven rebounds. Um, but in terms of just defensive, like blocks and steals, he doesn't have many of that. Um, and also assists, he doesn't have many of those either. So um, in terms of defense, like what we said about that, he's not great on defense. I definitely agree with that. And with Larry Nance Jr., I also agree with that Portland needs that type of player. Um, 
so yeah yeah so i guess moving on to another piece of free agency rajon rondo got his buyout with the grizzlies and it's looking really likely that he's going to sign with the lakers again so what are your thoughts on this it's going to be a reunion of rondo and the lakers most likely well it would be cool i mean the lakers they they bought they got like camrello they have ad lebron they got they got so many guys and i think rondo can be one of those veterans who can be on the team, help everybody out, help the young guys out, or a couple of the young guys who are on the team. Um, I, well, he and Taylor Horn Tucker have a pretty, probably have a good relationship because he, they both played on their championship team. Um, so I think it's just all about, you know, having like a balanced lineup. Like I said before, with shooting, rebounding, assisting, you know, veterans – young guys, middle-aged. I mean, the Lakers are definitely more on the veteran side, but they still have a couple, some young guards. They have some middle-aged guys. So I'm, I, for the Lakers, it's, it's, I, I think it's, um, it's shaping up to be a really good season for them. Yeah, I think, I think it's just another solid move. But, I mean, I, he's obviously not a good shooter, but he, can, he was really good in that championship run. He was basically their third option. And so I think I think it's a good move for the Lakers if he can come back. So moving on to another kind of small piece, Svi Mikhailuk, he signed a two-year deal with the Raptors. And obviously, he actually did play for the Lakers. He was originally drafted by them. Then I believe he was traded to the Pistons and then played for the Thunder. And now he has signed with the Raptors. So any thoughts on that, our local Raptors fan? Well, I don't know much about him. I mean, what I've read is that he's a sharpshooter. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, with him, I mean, it says he's a guard forward, so I assume that's something that the Raptors need, and hopefully, it's not a bad decision. But for him, I mean, he was nothing special. Like in his in the last season, like he averaged like nine points, three rebounds, two assists. He was the forty seventh pick of the twenty eighteen draft. Um, he has he has thirty seven percent shooting from the three point range, um, so I he's six seven, so he's another like one of those tall taller guys. He's he's a small forward. That's his position, um, but in my opinion, it, it looks like that he can make a pretty good impact on the team. It's just all about him having chemistry with like Fred Van Vliet, Pascal, and all those other guys. Yeah, I mean, I also don't really know much about him. I think it's good that the Raptors brought in some more shooting because, you know, you can never have too much shooting in this NBA. So I think he's obviously going to go to a really good system with Nick Nurse, and I think he'll just be like a good bench guy who brings a lot of shooting. And, yeah, that's I think it, I think it's just a solid move. Yeah, and then also that kind of – he can also, like, right now it looks like Fred Van Vliet and Goran Dragic can be that starting – those starting guards – and um, it looks like him and Malachi Flynn will be the um, the, res- the bench players. And Malachi Flynn had an awesome summer league, putting up really good numbers. So it's it's exciting. Hopefully they can they can go and you know hopefully get the playing spot or the playoff spot. Yeah. So moving on, Jared Dudley, the Lakers MVP, obviously for the past three seasons has decided to retire from basketball and will now become the new assistant head coach 
or one of the new assistant head coaches for the Dallas Mavericks. He's joining, obviously, Jason Kidd, who used to play, who used to, um, who was an assistant coach for the Lakers last season. So I think, honestly, it's, uh, it doesn't really, it's not that big a deal. But one interesting thing about this was that actually, he said that LeBron and AD both wanted to keep Jared Dudley on the Lakers. And they even told Rob Polinka, hey, can you sign Dudley again? He's a good locker room guy. And then apparently Rob Polinka just decided, no, we need to keep these young guys because we are already the second oldest team in the league. We need to keep some of these young guys in. And we're not going to sign Jared Dudley anymore. So <laughs> I don't know. That was just an interesting type of thing from that. Yeah, I mean, like I kind of understand their point, and if, probably if I was them, I would do it too. But um, like a good guy in the uh, in the locker room, like that's not something like basketball wise, you know. Like in in actual basketball, he didn't really get minutes. Like he played, you know, sometimes right, and he never really got to play and be at that high level. Um, yeah, he's like a locker room guy. Um, I can definitely see that. Like I've, I watched like Javel McGee had a vlog series during the bubble and I watched it. So Jared Dudley was, was there in like the locker room, just hanging out, having fun. So um, he had a good career, a successful one. He won a championship. He had a good high school career, college career, NBA career. So I think he had, he, he had a really good NBA career. Hopefully he can make that a good coaching career with the Mavericks and Luka Doncic next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Continuing on, Josh Richardson has decided to extend his contract with the Celtics for one more year, meaning he is going to stay for a little bit longer. Um, this is another, I think, just an okay move. He wasn't, he didn't have, Josh Richardson didn't have the greatest season in uh, his last year with the Mavericks. And obviously, ever since he got traded from Miami, he just hasn't been as good. But I think I think for the Celtics, it's just another solid guard that they need, and I think he'll be good off the bench. Yeah, I think off the bench for sure. Um, I mean, the Celtics are a good young team right now. Um, they got Al Horford. They got all these. Um, they got a lot of good players off the offseason. They traded like Kemba Walker, which we will find out if it's a good or bad decision. Um, so I, I'm excited for the for Boston, um, for the Nets. Obviously, the Nets are going to be really good next year. Um, so hopefully, and actually, speaking of Brooklyn, um, well, now they signed Patty Mills, who's a guard. So I think when if Kyrie Irving or James Harden is injured, I think after seeing Patty Mills in the Olympics, like he'll definitely step up, and the Nets will, will won't have to be too worried. But anyways, going back to the Celtics, the Celtics will be a, a big contender for the Nets as well as the defending champions, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, the Sixers, um, the Raptors. Um, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, every single team has their strengths. The Hornets got some good guys. The Pistons got Cade Cunningham. So the, um, the NBA is shaping up to be very successful next year. Yeah. Moving on to another piece of news. Reggie Bullock signed with the Mavericks, and he's apparently very excited about playing with Luka. I think Reggie Bullock, he had a pretty much a rebound season with the Knicks last year. He's a nice defensive guard who can shoot well. And I think it's perfect for Luka because all Luka really needs are sharpshooters. And he will destroy you, as we saw versus the Clippers. So, good signing by the Mavericks, but still not enough. They need to trade Porzingis ASAP. 
Yeah, I mean, Reggie, he's a small forward and a shooting guard. Um, he averaged 11 points last year, five rebounds, two assists. So, I mean, it, um, I mean, he's, he's going to be that role player either that, that, you know, starts or goes off the bench. So I think the, the Mavericks did make a good decision like that. But, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, they need to trade Kersets. Um, But moving on, we have Kevin Love. He will stay with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He has no interest in being bought out of a two-year, $60 million contract. So what do you think about that? Kevin Love is just, oh, my God. I don't know what Kevin Love is doing. Because, first of all, in his past three seasons, Kevin Love has played 25 games, 56 games, and 22 games. Like, he barely plays for the Cavs. And on top of that, he's on an absolutely massive contract where he gets paid over $30 million per year. He's also getting older, meaning he's not going to be in his prime that he was, say, with the Cavs during their finals runs or even before that. And now he's like, I do want to get traded from Cleveland, but at the same time, I don't want to give up the contract that nobody wants to take, which literally stops me from getting traded. So I don't really know what he's doing. He's basically making sure that he stays in Cleveland until his contract ends. And by that point, it might just be too late for him because if he just continues to have bad seasons, he's not going to be able to uh, get another contract even close to what this has. I think it's going to be like another Dennis Schroeder, I have a feeling. Yeah, I mean, he's getting older. and, and the, I think um, he should just go ahead on a one- or two-year deal with a different team that's like really good. Like, in, like a Carmelo Anthony situation where he just to get a ring, like for the example, like the Lakers or something like that. Um, I mean, I kind of get him because he probably doesn't really care about the result because he probably just thinks I already have a ring. It's fine. I mean, getting paid $30 million a year to, yeah, like, well, hear me out. You get paid $30 million a year to be playing how you're currently playing. I don't think that. You know. play it. He doesn't even play anymore. Yeah, he, plays like tw- he plays like one foot of the season. I mean, obviously, I think he, he was injured a lot, but still, he's not even playing. He's just, yeah. he's just there. Yeah, like he's, bar- he's barely even playing, like, you know, like one-fourth of a season. And he's getting paid 30 mil a year. Like there are guys out there that play like 70 games a year, and they get paid like 5 million a year. So, I mean, obviously, he probably wants to – if I was him, I would just do it for the money. Um, <laughs> I let him do it for the money. But, I mean, yeah, I think other than that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a really weird situation. I mean, Kevin Love, you can do you, but I, think, I really think if you want another ring, you gotta, you got to give up the contact at some point. Yeah. So that pretty much wraps it up for all of our free agency news. Obviously, free agency, we're kind of in like the peak of the NBA offseason where barely anything happens and there's not really much going on. But there were some interesting moves this week. And I definitely think that before the season, or if not at the start of the season, we're going to see some people, some big people move. So we will definitely report those when when they happen. So moving on, um, Daniel, actually, this is some interesting, an interesting event happened to you. Uh, did you really meet Mikey Williams, who is obviously a sensation, sensational high school player, who is definitely looking for a career in the NBA? Did you? How you met him, and like what happened? Well, I mean, so I was, so I, I live in Charlotte, and I train tennis in Huntersville, 
he lives in Huntersville and his school is literally right next to our tennis um, facility. So he goes to Lake Norman Christian School and that's, it's right next to where I train. And we were going out one day, or actually it was like Monday, like a week and a half ago. And my dad asked, hey, do you wanna go get some gas? And I'm like, I, didn't, I, I, I almost hesitated. Just imagine if I didn't hesitate, I wouldn't have met him. But I was like, okay, fine. Like I was so tired and I was like, okay, just, I don't like, obviously we need gas. So we went, we pulled in and then we just saw Mikey and his best friend shirtless, just like party, just like, like, like music, like full blast, the car door open on like a Corvette or something like that. And like, in like a gas station in the middle of nowhere. And then I just come up, we get gas. And I actually, my, I didn't think it was him. I showed some guy. Then when I went to look out, it was actually him. So I went over, all of my hand, I was like this, just like going with my phone. And I was like, hey, can I get a picture? And he was like, okay, sure. And then I just got the picture with him. And I mean, he, he's, a, he's actually a pretty nice guy. I mean, he's pretty chill. Um, he actually trains, well, we, we go to Lifetime, which is a fitness center. We went there where we used to live and now we go there here. And he actually, um, he actually played basketball there. I've actually seen him before. He, the playing at Lifetime, but I just didn't know it was him. Um, so it was so cool to just see him there. I mean, it would have been cool if it was like a gym, he would have been playing basketball, but, um, I mean, yeah, it was cool. Like you just, you finish tennis practice and you randomly just see Mikey Williams at a gas station. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, that's the, my experience. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool. Just like, you know, if he, if he ever makes it big, you know, you can be like, yo, you remember me from the gas station, Daniel? <laughs> I took that picture with you. <laughs> I took that so picture that's... with you. I took that picture with you in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> That, that that's actually that's really cool i mean it's crazy too though how famous even high school players are nowadays like you know high you know high school players just by their name like you don't even have to be local you just you just know them just because of social media and all these like networks like overtime or ball is life that give them personality it's just it's so it's so crazy like earlier you you only the biggest nba stars you would go on the street and be like oh yeah everybody knows but now you you could see anybody and basically recognize them yeah which is really crazy yeah well moving on we have two more subjects to cover for today um i'll probably start with my opinion so we have a question which is what are your top 10 nba players heading into next season so for me i have number one kd number two Giannis. number three curry number four luca number five lebron Number six, Jokic. Number seven, Dame. Number eight, AD. Number nine, Embiid. And number 10, Harden. So I won't go into like depth of everybody. <laughs> I know you look so surprised. But um, for me, I put Giannis in number two because obviously Giannis just won a ring. And, you know, he's supposed to be the spotlight guy. But I was kind of thinking about it. And thinking about KD, right? He... He had this, these like performances in the playoffs where he put up these humongous numbers like 50, 40, 45, 50, so on and so forth. And he did it on a one, it was technically a one man team. So that kind of gave me some excitement about like what's he, what he's going to do next season. Um, like most people, when they come back from injury, 
their careers are not going to be the same anymore. They're going to be like averaging low points, not really playing their best basketball. But Kevin Durant came back and he actually played better than he did before his injury. Maybe the same, but definitely played the same or at least or a little bit better than he, what he did before his injury. So I just think that's so cool to see. Um, and I just think that's why I chose him for number one. Um, for Steph Curry, um, I think he'll be pumped about next season, especially with Clay coming back in Christmas. I think Curry's just going to try to play his very best until he comes back so that the Warriors are in a position to make the playoffs. For Luka, um, I want to see how he's going to play next year. He had a pretty good Olympics, uh, and I'm very excited to just see how he's going to bounce back from always losing to the Clippers um, <laughs> to, to hopefully getting a good forward and a good partner in crime and hopefully going out there and putting on a good show. LeBron, I chose him at number five. I think LeBron is going to do the same thing every year. I, I, to be honest, like, just think about it. Like, he's averaging, like, he's going to average, like, 23. He's going to play pretty well. Nothing special. Um, okay, no, nothing special. Pretty special. But, I mean, he's getting older. you got to think about that, too. He's, like, 37 years old. So, it's not like he's, like, young. It's not like he's, like, 2016. Like, no, 2016, like, yeah. But, um, I mean, I just think he's, he's going to have a good year. I just think these guys, they're younger, and they're just going to come out like, just even better. Um, for Jokic, Jokic is the MVP. Um, I think that he's going to come out and have a good year. Um, I think um, it's possible that he can have be a candidate again. For In terms of um, Jamal Murray, I'm not completely sure on his return date, um, but hopefully he can come back and – the Nuggets can have a good year. Hopefully make the playoffs and go pretty far. For Dame, I'm so excited to see how Dame's going to play after his beef with like the Blazers and their whole and every, and all that drama. So is he going to come out and he's going to play like superstar, like so good high numbers, or is he going to come back and he's going to like barely going up the four and not really caring about his team and just like go, wanting to get traded on purpose? Um, then for AD, after his injury – I mean, he's been so emotional about it. He's like, I'm back when he came back from his one of his injuries. Um, so hopefully he can be even determined. For Embiid, I mean, after getting eliminated in the playoffs last year, um, I want, I, I'm curious how he's going to respond. Um, maybe will, will he play even better than, next, than last season? Will he play the same? Will he be a little bit worse? Maybe a little bit like zoned out? For James Harden, I mean, for James Harden, it, it's going to be hard. I mean – his hamstring will probably be fully healed, um, but it's, it's, we'll see how he plays in terms of numbers. And just don't forget that Kyrie, KD, and James Harden are on the same team. So they're all shooters. They're not going to – like, it's going to be, like, hard to see. If they all play for a full season, technically a full season, and playoffs without being, like, you know, something – a major injury, like, it will be cool to see um, how they share the ball, how they shoot with each other, how they – have their chemistry. Um, so, yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah, so I my list is pretty much the same exact number of players, same exact people, just in a slightly different order. So, one, I have Giannis. Number two, I have KD. Number three is Curry. Number four, LeBron. Five, Harden. Six, Luka. Seven, Jokic. Eight, Dame. Nine, AD. Ten, MB. So, I agree with a lot of the stuff that you said, and I'm, that's pretty much where I put those people. So I'm just going to talk about some of the ones that are different. So obviously the big, biggest difference is I have Harden at 5, and you have Harden at 10, okay? And here's why I have Harden at 5. So for the last season, 
when the Nets were playing together. I get the Nets weren't playing that many games together last season, but he averaged 24.6 points per game, 8.5 rebounds, and 11 assists. 11 assists is just an insane number, considering that he just he was a ball-dominant shooting guard who led the league in scoring for the past three seasons. So I think that we're just going to get more of that the moment we come back to next season. Harden's probably going to average 10-plus assists. He'll get his rebounds. I think he'll average 22 to 23 points per game. He'll be very efficient. And I think that combined with his better defense, which has really improved in the past few years, puts him above people like Luka for one of the best players in the NBA. Um, on another person, slightly different, I have uh, AD at – I mean, not AD. I have LeBron at four because I think LeBron – it's going to completely come back. I think he's going to be an MVP candidate. Probably I was 25, 26 points per game. Going to have a great season just like the 2019-20 season and really probably lead the Lakers somewhere, even though Westbrook has joined the team. And my final thing is that Giannis is better than KD just because of that finals performance. Because, oh, my God, that was so amazing. Just two 40-point games, a 50-point game. Amazing defensive player, finals MVP. I think that that's why he deserves that playoff run just completely changed all the narratives about Giannis. So that's why I think he deserves the number one spot. But if, if KD did beat Giannis in that playoff series, yeah, he, he would be easily number one. I mean, for me, I kind of agree about that. I mean, for, for KD and Giannis, it's so tight. So you don't really know what's going to, you don't really know what to do. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's just exciting to see what's going to happen. Um, so, moving on to the very final thing. Um, like, this doesn't have to be in order, by the way. Like, who are, who are your top six seeds next year, and who will be the four teams in the play-in tournament? Um, so, for me, um, I think for the, both, for the Eastern Conference, it will be Nets, Bucks, Sixers, um, Bulls, Heat, and um, Celtics for the teams that make the main. And for the play-in, probably, I think Wizards will probably make it. Um, I'm not sure what position, but I'm, I think that they, they definitely could make it in there. Um, I think the Hornets will make it again. Um, I feel like they might be a little bit higher. I think the Raptors will make it. It just depends on how their season goes, if they play well. I think they have a shot at making it. Um, and then and then final, for my final team, um, that's kind of hard. Um, what teams am I forgetting? Am I forgetting a team? Um, I'm not sure, actually. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to search it up. Um, what team am I forgetting? Jeez. Magic for sure, no. Atlanta. Oh shoot. <laughs> I forgot about the Hawks. That's embarrassing. Um I think the Hawks will actually make the playoffs and I'll bring the um Celtics in the playing tournament. Um and then for the West, I got Phoenix, LA, LA. Why am I so dumb? Um, Phoenix. Okay, I'm just gonna search up NBA. I, I, really, 
I I literally give up. Um, okay, so the Lakers, the um, the Lakers, the Lakers, Jazz, Golden State, Phoenix, Portland, and um, Sissota. Um, and Memphis, probably. Um, I'm going to just check again. Huh? <laughs> oh, and um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Mavericks. So, map. Wait. Okay. Let's just go back. Suns, Lakers, Warriors, Mavericks, Nuggets, Jazz. Those are my six teams. And then for the play-in, I'm going to say Clippers just because Kawhi is not going to be there. And it'll be the season, not really the playoffs. So it's not like one team's going to be there. So I'm going to say Clippers, Blazers. Um, I'm going to say Pelicans. And then I'm going to say Spurs. So what about you? So for me in the East, I definitely got to go Nets, Bucks, Sixers, Hawks, Bulls. He, those are my six. I think all the three top three are just very strong teams with championship contending players. Then the Hawks, I think, are just going to be better next season. Heat are obviously improving, and the Bulls obviously improve. Then for the next four, I would have to say Hornets, Pacers. Ah, it's going to be hard. Let me think. I don't know who else I would put. Maybe. Maybe the Cavs. Maybe the Cavs. I know the Cavs are always bad, but I, I'm going to put them in there just because I'm hopeful that they can somehow snag the 10th seed. And then probably the Wizards. The Wizards actually look pretty good, too. Obviously, with their Spencer Dinwiddie acquire acquisition. And so, for the West, I got to put both LA teams. Paul George, I think, could be a serious MVP candidate with Kawhi. Um, the Suns, the Jazz... The Mavericks, I think the Mavericks are going to be good next season. I have a feeling. It's either going to be Luka breaking out to win his first MVP or the Mavericks getting the second star or Porzingis plays. I don't know. But I think the Mavericks are definitely going to be there. And then probably – who am I forgetting? I can't, I can't remember. Oh, the Warriors. The Warriors. Yeah, the Warriors. I know Clay's going to be injured, but I have a feeling they're going to be better next season with their rookies and – Everything in general. Next, for the next four teams, I got to go Pelicans. Probably going to get the seventh seed. Uh, maybe. Pelicans. Pelicans, Kings. I have a feeling the King, I'm rooting for the Kings. I think the Kings could be really good. The Timberwolves, if they're healthy. And then probably... Uh, Spurs. Let's say the Spurs. I'll put the Spurs in. All right. I mean, yeah. I mean, for me, yeah. I mean, I, I can't really say anything else. Um, but, yeah, everybody, thank you guys so much. This is going to end our podcast. Today was a little bit shorter, um, but don't worry. We're going to have more podcasts, especially when the season begins. Um, if you're watching, obviously, everybody's watching on YouTube. Thank you for the recent support on there. 
We're actually doing pretty good for just opening our channel up about two weeks ago. Now I'm on Instagram. Thank you for your continual support on the YouTube shorts. Um, make sure to comment down below your feedback and your thoughts. Uh, me and Aikmerich always like to know, you know, what we have to work on, what's good in our podcast, just so we can talk about it and then come back the next podcast and make it even better than it was before. So that being said, everybody, it's me and Aikmerich, and we will see you guys next time.